What's happening, weirdos? A uh, really great live episode that we recorded quite a while ago. Uh, we have a couple live episodes backlogged, and uh, we're about to take a little break for the holidays. You know, you take, I believe the next next week is Christmas Eve, so we're taking that off. So I thought, uh, why not put out two this week, and uh, why not do one of these wonderful live ones? This was one of my favorites. We only had three guests. It was at Comedy Club on State in Madison, Wisconsin. Just such a great time. Everyone was killer. Everybody knew each other, and that made for like a really intimate and fun and very, very, very funny time, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, no ad, and the tour dates are all on PeteHolmes.com. We got uh, Grand Rapids. We got, uh, where is that? We're going Irvine, California, San Diego. A couple stuff on there. If you want tickets, go to PeteHolmes.com. It always means a lot that people come out. And if you want to go to Gilda's Laugh Fest in Grand Rapids, we're doing a live You Made It Weird there as well. So if you want to come to a live show, uh, check them out online as well. We also have uh, the Piano Keys t-shirt is live. That's teespring.com slash keys, K-E-E-Y-E-S. And also PD is my homeboy is relaunched because enough people wanted it. So it's teespring, T-E-E spring.com slash homeboy, H-O-L-M-B-O-Y. Those are a couple uh, shirts that are available. Obviously, youmadeitweird.com has the old t-shirts and everything that you need uh, like that. Stickers, whatnot. What? There's, no, there's no need for all this. You know this. Let's enjoy a wonderful live episode, and I will see you guys after, uh, after the holiday in the uh, new year. And uh, yeah, yeah, get into it. Now entering... Nerdist.com. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Madison, Wisconsin. Oh my god, it's a 5.30 show What is that energy? That is terrifying and wonderful and amazing It's so good to be here Ha! Good night! <laughs> good to see you guys, thanks for being here I am such a... Uh, doesn't put the word pussy come from the word coward? Does anyone know? I get in trouble sometimes for saying I'm a pussy And I don't mean to offend anybody Because vaginas are strong bitch. <laughs> They are. I was on a date once and I said, ah, I'm such a pussy. Like I was being, I thought I was being self-deprecating and charming. And she was like, you should say you're a ball sack. Because ball sacks can't do shit. Like a little, actually a light flick will often be worse than a direct hit. I don't know if you know that. You might be a man and not know that. You might not have done the R&D yet. But if you take a light, a light whack to the nuts... And there's all, what am I doing? Riffing on ball? Right up top. Right up top. I've just done stand-up here so many times, I just feel like I should do a set. I just hate that delay. It's like the news when they throw to someone in the field. When you get hit in the nuts, it's the same thing. It's like, to you, Carol. And you're like, didn't hurt. Something's probably wrong medically. No, there it is. It's not a bad bit. It's not a bad bit. This is how we do the bits. This is out. Sorry, I'm so easily distracted. That's a lot of liquor for the middle of the day. You guys are not fucking around. This town does not fuck around. Mac and cheese on the pizza. You're not. That is called the not fucking around. Uh, that's at Ian's. Last time I was here, I got sh- I got real shit faced. 
because you, you have to. <laughs> you have to. And then I went to Ian's, and I didn't remember this till I went there last night. I went into Ian's, and the guy was like, oh my God. And I was like, yeah, fan. <laughs> and he goes, you're the asshole who reached over the glass and got his own pizza. <laughs> I thought he was a fan. He just remembered my stupid, doughy face. And my rule-breaking myths. You cannot be blackout drunk in line at Ian's and see a nine-type cheese pizza with macaroni on it and not be like, fuck the rules. You know what I mean? Why do they do that? Why do they do that? Why? They don't put baby polar bears in the python cage. You understand? That was a good image for me. It was a little too cute to die, though. A lot of you were like, I'm going to add a superhero to prevent that. Like in your fantasy, because it's your mind. I can't tell you what to put in your, in your mind. That laugh was good. A lot of times I'll just be up here and I'll say something and I don't know where I'm going and a man over there in the back corner will go, fuck that, I'm not going to let him flounder. That's a life preserver laugh where you go, and suddenly I'm floating again. Balls are weird. Have you ever looked at your balls? They're never still. Look at your balls. They're never still. Why am I back to balls? I don't know if you've ever been watching TV and just been like, I'm letting him out. I'm letting him out. Because dicks are weird. It's weird being attached to something that, like, it's an incident if you remove him. You know what I mean? If you're in a shopping mall and you're like, breathe, boys, you're arrested. But when you're watching Netflix, you can let him out. And that's when you see he's like a lava lamp. He's always moving. I had no intention of talking about any of this. And I regret none of it. The show's here in Mad... Is anyone at the show last night? The stand-up show? That was so fun. That was so, so fun. I'm so glad you were here. Was anyone there for the show where there were children there? There, were, there was a front row of like eight children. Like right at that age where you don't want them. I'm talking about balls up here. And then there's small children just learning so many life lessons. It was basically a bar mitzvah. They're all men now. And they all know words. Round of applause, who would have been offended if I said, I'm such a pussy, I feel like I'm cold? Like, who would be offended by that use of the word pussy? I won't make fun of you. Anybody? <laughs> was that you applauding or you closing the books? Like, no one's voting, close the books. That was a single clap. It's okay if you would be. I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, are there any questions? I love, I've been taking questions at the beginning of Live Podcast. Right here, right in the front. Hello. You have uh, some guilty pleasure What a songs? voice. <laughs> what a great voice. You just kind of meekly raised your hand and then you're like, hello. I will now command control of this entire room without a microphone. That was amazing. What is, what is the good, sorry. Guilty pleasure songs. I have songs that uh, I don't know if I don't want people to know. I've been getting in the habit of uh, taking pictures of like my playlists and stuff. Uh, the Michael Jackson song from Free Willy. That's a good one. <laughs> don't groan. I will lunge at you. Hold me like the River Jordan? Yeah, I will be there. I will. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, Enrique. These are, all, these are all bullshit artists, but I love them. I love them very, very deeply. You're still groaning? I died a little inside. Why? Hold me. 
like the river Jordan. You do this with your, and I will then say anything. You are my friend. But they told me a man should be faithful. And what we're not able. I'm back to the end, but I'm only human. And a choir comes in. Fucking hey, that's a good song. That's a good song. You're right, but it's a good song. You're also right, but that's a great song. How about you, best voice in America? Do you have a guilty pleasure song? Um, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I've got to project now. Yeah. Uh, I love, um... Can't you love me, woman, woman, woman? See, if this was on TV, that would have cost $10,000. We just sang two relatively popular songs. What does that song make you feel? Um, like I picture myself in like a Vita bug with like You know what I expected is the answer? I don't know what it makes me feel. And I said, what does it make you feel? And I was like, you know, I'm in a VW bug with a daisy. You mean the daisy to the car? I don't know. I've never been allowed in one. Surprisingly big dashboards in those cars. That's what I look for. Is that that's what you look for? What are you, the mayor? Do you live in that big Capitol building? You're the king. Yusuf Belfry is very funny. I don't know why we didn't laugh. He said, I just live in the Belfry. Anybody else have a question? Oh, hello. Hello. You also have a great voice, but come on, that's a great voice. Thanks. <laughs> no one likes when people do that. By the way, she loves you. She loves you. Yeah. She's your best friend? Yeah. She was your best friend? She's kind of a Chelsea style best friend. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you were at a bar, and yeah. Don Draper, not John Hamm, but Don Draper. The actual Don Draper, the mythical man, Don Draper came in. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I would... Ra- this is how I see it going down. So I'm in a corner booth, like George Burns back in the day, and I'm in a tuxedo, and I'm being really funny. And everyone's laughing, and there's lots of dames, and it was okay to call them dames. Broads, and they got gams showing. I don't know if gams are boobs or legs, but they're showing. Oh, they're legs. Well, they're gams and they're humdingers. They're both showing. And in walks Donnie Drapes and he sits at the bar and he's just trying to write a, like a, a slogan for Clorox. Get shit white is all he has. And he's drinking an old fashioned with a huge fuck off slice of orange. That's the main, that's how you know it's the 60s. It's like, is there an entire orange in the drink? So he's sipping on that like a man and he lets it wince just a little bit. Like just somebody blew a little bit of like uh, sand in his face. That's how he drinks. He drinks that and then he hears everyone laughing and he goes, send the funny man a drink. That's what I want. That's what I want for me. Thank you. One of the biggest You Made It Weird regrets, I think about it maybe once a month, is that when John Hamm did the show, he, I was talking to him as if he was Don Draper. And he said, Pete, I'm not Don Draper. And I swear to God, once a month I will replay that moment because I wish I said, I know you're Dick Whitman. I just wish I had said that. 
how great would that have been? As much as you're laughing, it's making me sad. It would have been the best moment. It would have been so sweet. Is there another question? Yes, in the back. Yeah, yes, yes, you. It's not really the back, it's the middle. A new rule to the drinking game? Hmm. Probably every time I say transrational. I think that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, or quote Rob Bell. I think those, that's been happening a lot lately. Why the groan? Did something happen? <laughs> uh, I have been doing that a lot lately. I can't stop. Whenever we get to the religion part, you can just tell exactly what I'm reading. So I'm just regurgitating Joseph. Oh, Joseph Campbell, Joey Cams. That would be a good one, too. You'd get fucked up. If every time I referenced Joseph Campbell, you drank, you'd be dead. That's for sure. Anyone else? Do Batman. How, how, much, how much do you hate that? I gotta ask that question. That was the best moment. That was such a good moment. You went, do Batman. Fuck, it's questions. Uh, uh, would you do Batman? No. How much do you hate that? <laughs> you caught yourself. No, I don't hate that. Why? I don't hate that. It doesn't work, though. People are like, do Batman. It's not... How do you dance? <laughs> Can we dress you? Keep it crispy. There you go. That does not make sense. Are there any more? Yeah. Thank you. Oh. That is wonderful to hear. I really appreciate that. What a nice thing. Thanks. I, I was actually just reading. There's an article. There's all this uh, gratitude science or whatever you want to call it. People that at the end of the day take a moment to think of like three things they're grateful for in their day are like much happier people, which I think is really interesting because as we've talked about, like 50% of your happiness is genetic, which is kind of fucked up. I'm sorry if you're like Eastern European. <laughs> Oh, no. I guess I just eat lime juice. Those are my people. I'm allowed to say that. But then only 10% is your status. Uh, that's fucked. It's crazy to me. It's like your job, your income, your social, social standing and all that stuff. So the remaining percent, I'm not here to do math. The remaining percent <laughs> is elective activity. Things like playing Frisbee or if you're in Madison, getting fucked up. <laughs> or hacky sack uh, or if you're in Madison playing hacky sack while fucked up or just taking moments to be grateful so I really appreciate that, that's very nice of you, thank you and is there another one? the reason I'm taking so many, we have three guests we had some camps chillations I think that's so funny camps chillations I feel bad. Margaret, Margaret Cho was uh, feeling ill last night, actually, so she didn't make it. So we have more time for questions. And we also have more time for our guests. So is, if there isn't another question, yes? How's Gary Penn doing? Dr. Gary Penn? Yeah. Show some respect, sir. <laughs> this guy calling him Gary Penn. <laughs> DGP's doing great. <laughs> He's really killing it. Did I, did I ever tell you that when you talk to DGP, DGP is my therapist. He'll tuck himself up on a chair like a little squirrel. He's like... How's that going? Which is really, really nice. It's very erotic. I don't know. If you... I told How many people make their therapists into catchphrases? It's very erotic. If I ever hear people fucking in a hotel anymore, I just go, it's very erotic. And then I masturbate. 
Have you heard the show before? You guys are groaning a lot. You're screaming, do Batman. You're telling me my music sucks. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. Why don't we bring out the first guest you guys have been... Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I thought you said, oh, like you had one... That's a great question. What a good question. So I have a bit about, I'm going through TSA, and the woman says, what do you know about green eggs? I what do you know about green eggs? She said, it's so happy. And it was so early in the morning, I'm a little bit embarrassed that like, there was that moment where I kind of like, was like, huh. It's like 5 a.m., but then by the time I got to my gate, I was like, who was that mystery comedian? And now I do that bit as a tribute to her. I hope to one day see her again. It was at LAX. And I, I laughed a little bit. Yeah, I laughed a little bit. I didn't say like, oh, if they're green, throw them away. <laughs> what color is the ham? Is it purple? Throw that away too. Uh, why, why don't we bring we got three amazing guests I'm very excited so why don't we bring up the, the first and then maybe we can do questions at the end with the guests that'd be fun are you guys ready for your first guest thank you so much for coming out guys this first guy is a hilarious comedian he's been on uh, David Letterman he's been on Conan he's also, he was on uh, Prairie Home Companion which I think is a really cool credit please give it up for Isaac Witty, everybody Isaac Witty. our first hug we just saw each other and then we're hugging I know upstairs I didn't even get up to shake your hand yeah you didn't I was very comfortable it was a deep seated couch yeah how are you you can sit anywhere I'm gonna move the mic because I don't wanna you don't wanna sit on that I don't wanna sit right next to you if we went to the movies would you sit right next to me yeah I would that's odd (laughs) we wouldn't be having a conversation though oh that's true and fair that's true because then you'd go like hey how are you yeah, sometimes you do a comedy show, there'll be somebody right in the front that is, like, unfortunately seated, like, with their back to the stage. Right. And then you can really get a good live response on, like, when are people paying attention? Uh-huh. They're like, nachos and drinks, nachos and drinks. <laughs> he said vulva, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you ever had somebody weird. at your show, like, where they're on the front row, but they choose to not look your direction? No. I've had that, where some, it's just some horrible comedy club and horrible people in the audience. <laughs> Just like where the first person there, like they choose to so that they can look at their friends instead of look at me, and it's just amazing that mentality. The entertainment. They, well, I think I don't know. You guys are a comedy audience. I think some people are very very tense, and it's and you're right. you're you're giving over the authority, as it were, to you to like look at you and sit there and be like, go. It's like. <laughs> giving the keys to the evening to you. Right. So I can understand like a threatened small person being like, fuck this guy. I'm going to look at my friends and I'm going to make my own silly faces. (laughs) So you're saying that ideally if the whole audience is that type of person, they should all be facing the other way. Yeah. And they can just entertain themselves. Like babies and keys, baby. I think that went very well. (laughs) That's one of my theories. I think that one of the reasons why female comedians can have a harder time in stand-up is because it's an an authoritative thing. Subconsciously, people are like, no woman's going to crack Henry. (laughs) You want to change Henry's body chemistry? (laughs) Fuck you. Get me a man with a -a (laughs) ding-a-ling. Because, you know, dicks dicks are invasive and vaginas are accommodating. Right. (laughs) And that's all they are. And that's all they are. Mm-hmm. 
No, I think physiologically, somewhere in your deep subconscious, if a, if a woman is being powerful, that's one of the reasons why small-minded, I'm not saying this is no, yeah, small-minded right. people can be like, no way, Jean Garofalo gets me. <laughs> Fuck her. I agree. I agree. It's just, uh, yeah, I could see. Th- and then the bear, I don't know, but at the same time, don't they also have advantages in that it's easier to shock a crowd, I suppose? Well, I- you do see the Sarah Silverman type that comes up and is very cute. Sure. And then as soon as you say, like, vomit semen or something, right. people, see, when I do it, it doesn't work. No. Yeah. And I'm not saying Sarah does something simple. I'm just saying you can shock. But that's true. I had a friend, uh, Nathan Trenholm, in Chicago, mm-hmm. and he's really, really short, really, really short, and right. kind of, he has a bits about that. Well, everyone's short compared to you. <laughs> he's a very tall guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But last night I really, last night I really did this. I was in a bar and there was a really short woman right next to me. And every time I'm standing next to a short woman, it makes me want to go even taller. And I turn to the person next to me and I go, "Look how huge I am." Isn't it, that's imp- I think that's hilarious one, and I think that's also embarrassing. Goes, to me or her? Yeah. No, to you. But, but I do that shit too. I think it's so humiliating that we're trapped in these fucking mammalarian bodies that we're yeah. like, if I'm tall, I'm good. <laughs> so you see a woman, like if you go, if you wanted to pick up a woman or something, you're not going to be like, can I get you a cherry Manhattan? You're going to be like, I'm Thor. You know what I mean? And what sad is it works it works yeah. on both sides the fellow's like oh, I'm strong and can pick wheat you'll never be asked to pick wheat no and the woman's like he's tall he can fetch the baby from a tree <laughs> and that'll never happen but next thing you know they're all fucking right true you're a tall man I'm tall we, this is how Isaac and I know each other. We've known each other for quite a while, but you took me on my first college. I did. Which I think is hilarious. <laughs> my first, like, as a comedian, the first time you get to play at college, Isaac was like, I think it was mostly because I had a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had a car. <laughs> that was my credit. And you, and you could do 15 minutes. Yeah. If you're a starting comedian and you don't have any credits, just be like, you may have seen this next guy in a Honda Civic. <laughs> He's easy to take advantage of. It's Pete Holmes. <laughs> he can print out map blast directions. He'll get you to the show on time and not did. embarrass you. I think I did. I actually put you in charge of getting us, uh, like knowing how to get there, too, I think. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, don't worry. My mom has a credit card. This is embarrassing. <laughs> that I'll put the gas on it. Okay. She, like, I had a credit card that built to my mother. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> And I was like, don't worry, I'll put the gas on my mom. And then the gas ended up being like $400. It was so much that by the end I was like, fuck this guy. He's really getting a free ride out of old Petey's mom. She never brought it up. No, I, She's a fan. Did I pay you back? No, no, no. That was the... That was, see, I was too sweet at that was point. Was that the deal? I, I didn't give you gas money because we had this soul sharing like seven hour ride and I was yeah. like one of the we started light and I was like uh, I was probably 24 probably 24 I was like 27 and I, so I'm 24 and I go I have a credit card that my mother pays for <laughs> cut to four hours later I'm like I'm addicted to pornography <laughs> <laughs> 
It's true. That's right, yeah. <laughs> At least yeah. I thought I was I thought I was addicted to pornography and you opened up about all Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was saying, yeah, I think I'm a big cokehead and all that stuff. That's uh, not even <laughs> that'd be a good That's show. not how you said it. Can I tell you? Yeah, Can I remind uh, yeah. you how you said it? So I'm like, yeah, you know, like mostly MILFs and then <laughs> I remember you told you told Isaac I'm going to betray our friendship. You, t- Do you, I tell you pe- told me what type of porn you liked, and I've never forgotten it. Big Naturals. No, you told me what you. T- what did I say? No, no, it, it, is, it is Big Naturals, but you told me what you type into search engines. Oh, busty teens. <laughs> no. What? What I want? <laughs> busty <laughs> teens. <laughs> Well, like, I want to see some old MILF boobs. <laughs> Why not? I just think, I think that's so funny that you're kind of being polite. You're not like, huge cans on a teen. You're like, busty. <laughs> like, you're their mom shopping for back-to-school clothes. Like, wear the busty shirts. I'm busty teen shirts. Yeah. And you're like, busty teen! <laughs> for those of you listening at home, I was furiously masturbating. But this is how you brought up... I was, too. (laughs) If you... If there was no cleanup, how often would you secretly masturbate? See, I think that you think that you need to clean up every time. I think that... You can't just Did I just open a whole new world for you? You've, You've done that? Oh, come on. You're drunk and tired. Alone, clearly. Yeah. Do you really have to get up? <laughs> you wake up in the morning, it just looks like a glazed donut. Just dried up like Tatooine. Yeah. It's a whole mattress. I'm just saying, if I don't like that my dick does that, it's not like he's oh, all yeah, toy. Ah, it's so yeah. overt. Hey! Yeah. It's like a screaming dog dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then I don't like him. Anyway, we can talk about that off mic. <laughs> this is how you... I'm like, I love MILFs. And then you were like, uh, I'm, I recently came to terms with the fact that I love cocaine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you said it to me. Yeah. I had never met anyone who'd even seen cocaine. <laughs> really? And here you are. You yeah. look like a stalk of corn. <laughs> and you're just like, I love blow. <laughs> No, and I had, what I, I had like done a little bit when I lived in Minneapolis, then I moved to New York. Yeah, thank you. Uh, for cocaine or Minneapolis? <laughs> no, she, she, Minneapolis cocaine, she's <laughs> clapping for. Mwah. <laughs> uh, what no, was the, no, what, it's better here. Tell, tell, me about the, tell me about the first time you, you did cocaine. The first time I ever did cocaine, it was in... Oh, God, this is awful. <laughs> So I was playing uh, the comic strip in, in El Paso. and uh, The salsa? <laughs> yeah. That's a good joke. Don't back away from that joke. Put yourself in my seat. What joke are you going to say? You're going to say the salsa? <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> I'm going to listen to this podcast just to listen to that joke and be like, oh. get a rope. <laughs> <laughs> but the, so you're uh, in El Paso. I was in El Paso working the comic strip and I was, wor- I was featuring that week with, with, I don't think you mind, with Jeremy Essek. I don't know if you know him. Jeremy Essek? Jeremy Essek, yeah. Coke Jeremy Essek? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Jeremy is not like he. I believe I'm giving away. It's not even a big deal. He had done it maybe a couple times, and uh, we were at this strip club in Juarez, Mexico. We crossed the border. I I left that out. Without cocaine. Without cocaine. With no intention of doing any. Not even a thought. Just drinking and let's see what Mexico's like. Just. <laughs> Does it ever snow in Mexico? <laughs> so, so, so then we're at this strip club in Juarez, Mexico, and I just, oh God, this is too. This dirty. is great. I was. <laughs> I had paid. I had paid for two dances from this overweight uh, uh, prostitute slash stripper. <laughs> and I, and uh, you know, one thing led to another. I'm making out with her. You know how that'll happen. And, um, From the movie Pretty Woman, I learned no kissing. They, uh, <laughs> Mexico, they don't mind using awful. those labios? They don't mind. <laughs> just, I mean, there's something about just when you're in Mexico. My first time in Mexico, I went like, nothing counts here. You know? <laughs> and uh, so I was doing that, and then I get back to my table, and then uh, this guy's walking around like, hey, can I help you guys out with anything? And then the Jeremy turns to me, hey, you want to get some blow? And I went, we're in Mexico, might as well. So what we had always heard when we're, we're I've already out. made out with a prostitute. <laughs> How low can we go? That's going to kill the germs that are in your esophageal right now. <laughs> so then, so then he got, what we had heard the whole time was when you go to Juarez, it's fine to be there, but never leave the strip. Always stay on the main strip. We go, let's get some blow. We leave the strip and we go... <laughs> into a whorehouse in Juarez and, and we're waiting there and the guy, the, the guy who can speak English leaves us with a guy who can speak no English and he's going to go get it for us. We give him 80 bucks. And uh, so we're sitting there waiting and every once in a while we'd say to the guy who speaks no English like, so uh, uh, how much longer? And he'd just go, uh, five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> Finally the guy shows up with now, like with he shows up with the equivalent of four lines of coke for $80. If any of you know drugs, boy, did we get taken. Uh, and uh, I did my one and a half of those, and I remember the thought. I remember thinking, like, oh, I get why people ruin their lives for this. <laughs> because it might be worth it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they say it lights up the part of your brain that is also lit up by love. Something, yeah. It's yeah. Just... <laughs> love or jerking off and not cleaning up. I don't know. <laughs> um, so so yeah. it worked. They, they it gave worked. you real, real stuff. It wasn't tell. Oh, yeah. Powder. It was probably the most. There's something very sweet about doing a drug deal and then, like, cutting a line of coke in half and being, like, Sesame Street style. <laughs> Sharing is for caring. <laughs> But then, yeah, then I got to New York, and back then, like, I was, we were doing the, that college together, I was making the most, I made, like, oh, God, I made, like, by far the most money I've ever made those two years, because I did a couple NACA conferences. Yeah. And I put, I must have, within that year, I must have put $10,000 on my nose. No. For sure. Ten grand? You said they like honesty, right? <laughs> <laughs> They just don't know what noise to make. Everyone loves this. There's just there would have to be a third new noise, like it's like a go on. We like this. We're concerned. We don't want to endorse it, but keep going. Is now. 
That's the noise we're going to make for this. So you did $10,000. Is that a lot of cocaine? <laughs> yes. That's a lot. Yes. I, I was a champion. I, I would... I would I would, uh, I would buy, dr- I would like spend my money like a 10-year-old would spend. I was like, if, 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 if a 10-year-old was a drug addicted alcoholic, I was like, I'm buying drinks and coke for everybody. I, I got thrown out of so many bars in New York. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Well, that, is that what it did for you? Because the thing, when I started to realize that some of my friends were doing like what I would consider a hard drug, cocaine, a hard drug, like mm. staying out, I was like, oh, I just thought they were like extroverted. <laughs> Like that guy that's like peeing electricity that's like, let's go to Canada! I thought that guy was just like, had a lot of Mountain Dew or something. (laughs) But then I was like, it hit me. I was like, oh, they're doing cocaine. Yeah. Some of them. When, when When you're on coke and you first start doing it and your brain hasn't been like ruined enough to where you can't enjoy it anymore. Yeah. Wow, like how I am now. Like it's not even worth doing. I do it and immediately think the cops are on the way. Oh, paranoia. Uh, oh, paranoia immediately kicks in if I try to do it now. That's a side of it, too? Absolutely, yeah. But when you were first doing it... First doing it, you make promises. Oh, my God, we are going to write that screenplay <laughs> tomorrow! <laughs> it was like big promises, like you're my best friend. Oh, God, I love it. I don't care. <laughs> I, I would spend $500 all by myself when I would go out... Just like whatever, whatever. That homeless guy seems to have something to do. I'll hang out with him. So it makes you like a really open, friendly, generous person. Yeah. Am I like that? Is Santa on cocaine? <laughs> so then what happened? I, you know, I don't want to glorify. I've never done cocaine. I don't say that to judge. I'm no. just saying eventually you do it enough. That it stops working. Eventually you do it to where, yeah, the drugs don't work anymore, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not fun anymore because there's, um, I, I remember, I was doing coke before the internet and like, <laughs> that is, that's like something you say before a fight, like, get the fuck out of here. I've been doing coke since before the internet. <laughs> I've been doing heroin since before the 7800, you understand? Atari 7800, that should have said Back then, you would like you just go on walks and stuff like. Then the internet came around, and you get older, and you're just like, I'll just be here on the internet all night. Oh, you mean before the internet? Before the internet, people got coked up and walked around a pond. (laughs) There was a snowstorm in Minneapolis where it snowed like three feet in one night. Me and my friend just trudged through that. Oh yeah, we got somewhere to be. It's just idiotic. And then you get the internet, and then you're more like buying uh, Beanie Babies on eBay. <laughs> no, man, you know what I'm on. Busty teens, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it makes your D not work. It does, but it makes it so that you think, it, if I just keep trying, <laughs> it will. And the Busty teens, they don't care. Oh, no, they don't care. <laughs> They're just doing their thing. <laughs> Being all busty. <laughs> Back to school clothes. You know, it just occurred to me. I was talking to a pastor yesterday about doing a men's event next month for them. <laughs> this goes on the internet, right? <laughs> See, that's the other side. Too. I'm a very clean comment. My parents were in the ministry and everything. So yeah. it's like people, people I, I think... 
Were, were they in a band or something? <laughs> no, no they, were, they were Christian comedians. They're, oh, that's what it is. They were, they were the... They were the grandparents of Christian comedy. They were a Christian comedy team. And the, teen. the grandparents of Christian comedy, the, then the next generation, they just died. It was just like, <laughs> we were the grandparents, but the parents fucked up. <laughs> and then those kids are gone. I mean, like, my parents, like, they did comedy in churches so long ago that they would have to move the pew out of the way for the first time ever in the church. Like, oh. they, were, they were the first ones to ever, it was, like, unheard of to do comedy in a church. Yeah. And uh, they did that. And then, you know, a family Bible reading time and your parents are pastors of a church. You can only do that so much of that before you go on drugs. That's my point. Do you remember any of their bits? Like a, a joke they used to say? <laughs> my dad, he did a brief part of stand-up. What is it? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a sweater. Uh, my mother was a sweater. Had a big sister that was a turtleneck. <laughs> Yeah. My mother, my, my father was a windbreaker. Huh? Yeah. And I, church humor. I'd like to do some cocaine right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear my, one of my church jokes? Yeah, yeah. If I was a pastor. I like to think of a... a You've te- thought about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like to think of a teenage Jesus sleeping in on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Sleeps in until like 1, 2 o'clock. Finally gets up. What does Mary say? She goes, hallelujah, he is risen. <laughs> it's not for comedy club on stage. But if I bring that across the street to the church, people will be like, oh my God. I just love that you're such a hard worker at what you do that you've gone through all the occupations. <laughs> know your audience, man. <laughs> uh, and are you religious now? No, I would describe myself. I, I did a Google search and I found out what I am recently. The Green Party? <laughs> I, am, I am an apathist. Apathist. I'm an apathist. It means, like, through so much, uh, through childhood, like going to church you know, two, three times a week, family Bible reading, church camp, I'm so sick of thinking about it. It doesn't even interest me to think about God in any way. Like it, cocaine. Right. <laughs> you, you did too much. <laughs> I did it so much, I'm just not interested. So when people ask me, I'm like, I, all these years, until I knew what an apathist was, I was went like, eh, I'm not agnostic because I'm not really looking. You know, I'm not, I don't think there isn't a God because I don't care to think about it. Yeah. So I'm an apathist. I'm completely apathetic about all religion. It also just sounds like you love Judd Apatow. <laughs> <laughs> it's Isaac Whitty, everybody. You want to clap for Isaac Whitty? Thank you, everyone. Who's going to stay the rest of the show? You want to just move over one? Would you bring out... Uh, would you bring out the next comedian? Sure, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, another uh, Minneapolis favorite uh, here from Minneapolis as well. Let's hear it for Chad Daniels, everybody. Chad, Chad Daniels! Daniels. <laughs> you have to hug him. Oh, you're so muscly. Just rescued a baby out of a tree. <laughs> Me not tall, but very strong. Oh, those are your like I'm horizontal height. I'm a climber. Yeah, are you? Should I put this closer to my face and fucking blow everybody's ears out? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, there's a mic miking my ass. It could be that. <laughs> Did you guys meet the number one reason to not homeschool your kids yet? <laughs> 
Oh my god. I'm 18. What's this white stuff? I feel fucking great. I feel amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I said fucking. Your parents might be listening. That's okay. That's okay. Were you homeschool school? Yeah. yeah. Oh my Jesus. Yeah. You, Chad, you have children. I do. I have a 15 year old boy and a 10 year old girl. And you didn't homeschool them? No. Did you consider it? No, because I knew him before they were born. <laughs> yeah, but you named your son after me. That's true. How do we, <laughs> how do we stop that sound? Is that. Like that. Just like that. Leave it. No more talking. Isaac, we're doing the rest of it. Is that? Did you do it? Wow. Wow. Did I do it? God still has bestowed his favor upon you. Did you like being homeschooled? No, I hated it. No. Was your teacher a bitch? like my mom like I do I do an old joke of mine is about but my mom really there was a time when I remember my mom started to steal your time no 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 uh, we're all here together Chad no, no, no. man I've been doing cocaine since before Martin Luther King Jr. had a dream baby <laughs> I go way back homie I go way back <laughs> no there really was a time I was in the fourth grade, and I remember my mom. My mom was running through the, these these math problems with me, or something like that. And I didn't know any of them. I couldn't figure any of them out. And then she uh, started crying, and oh! And then she, I'm in the fourth grade. She closed the book and said, "Look at this. It was a second grade book." <laughs> you kind of can't blame her. Isn't that her fault at that point? <laughs> Children aren't supposed to know math. They have to be taught. Right. I used to go on mom walks, as people know. Walks with my mom, and she would quiz me on times tables. And I was a doughy child. So I, to buy myself some time thinking about what eight times six was, I'd pretend I was winded. <laughs> and I'd be like, ah, I know the answer. It's just a steep incline. I have literally said everything about myself on this show. We have covered everything. Chad, I love I feel out of place. No, since why? Well, because your parents cared for you. <laughs> what? Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I saw some of you walk in here. Neither did yours. <laughs> Shoulders slumped over. I'm just dragging your feet like a couple of humps. Well, tell me about your parents. Uh, m- my mom, great. Mom yeah. Great. Dad, uh, you know, my dad left, stole my identity when he left. So when I tried to go to college to get you two, you just you threw your your dad. Wait, your I, dad stole my identity. What a fucking ass. No bit. Your dad pretended to be a, you. Yeah. He goes, hey man, can I get your driver's license? And I was like, yeah, I guess. Because he's your dad. You don't really think much about it. Yeah, you think he's going to write, I'm proud of you, on the back. <laughs> you're, just like, you're just like, oh, this is my dad. He's probably going to make a copy and fucking put it in a scrapbook. Yeah. But he brought it to the electric company and phone company and uh, got a stuff under my name. Whoa. Because you had very good credit when you were eight. Such good credit. <laughs> when I uh, went to get my first car, I sat down and they ran a credit report. And I owed my mom $40,000 in child support. <laughs> How great is that shit? I was like, I didn't know we were supposed to pay for that. Sorry. <laughs> what a I owe $40,000 in me support? 
I know my mom said I was supposed to help out, but this is a bit much. <laughs> 40,000? Where did he go? Did your, your dad left? He took off? Yeah, he went to Las Vegas. Um, I know that because... Uh, so I got a car when I was probably like, I don't know, 18, and it had something wrong with the engine. Uh, is this similar to your story? Okay. So, uh, so, uh, so there's something wrong with the engine, so I had to bring it back, and they gave me a rental car. And then I, my dad found out I had a rental car, so he goes, hey, man, come get me, and we'll go to breakfast. And then he had copies made of the keys of the rental car. And then when I br- Relax! Jesus Christ! I thought this was the fun part of Wisconsin. Right? Wait, it's like fucking Lutheran Central. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. That's so sad. Is that the riff you say when they pull back a little bit here? <laughs> what a gift you've given me. So he took your keys, gave them to his friend. Yeah, like, no, he went to uh, Shields, a sporting goods store, and had copies made. And then uh, called me, and he was like, he was like, hey, man, you should come get me tonight. And I was like, all right, for what? And he goes, we'll just, we'll just go back to uh, Fergus. That's where I have Fergus Falls. <laughs> just go back to Fergus Falls and hang out for a while. I'm like, awesome. So we're in the car, and I'm going three miles over the speed limit. And he goes, back it off a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Three miles? He goes, we cannot get pulled over. And I'm like, what's going on? And he told me, he goes, we're going to steal that rental car. And I'm going to Vegas. I wrote some bad checks, and I'm not going back to prison. And all of a sudden, I'm like, are you fucking for real? You're me, bitch. You can't do this. Woo! Yeah. He, oh, so you would return the car. I'd return the car back to the, uh, the car place. Your yeah, dad the is lot. the movie Catch Me If You Can. Except not as good looking. <laughs> so what did you do? That's a, that's a, a hard spot. To well, be I brought him. I brought him. And... Uh, Brought him to the place, and we found the car, and he got in, and he scraped the window with his driver's license because it was icy because I live in northern Minnesota, which is just the worst place to do anything. <laughs> and uh, he got the car, and he took off, and then he got to a stoplight, and he stopped because it was red, and then uh, all of a sudden the car must have stalled on him because I see the car rocking back and forth, and he's just aggressively trying to start this fucking thing. And uh, finally gets it going. We take off two miles down the road. I get out of the car. He goes, thanks, bro. Hugs me. Takes off. Goes to Vegas. And then like six months later, um, I got a call from a cop. And he goes, we found uh, some of your dad's stuff in a car that was stolen from a lot here that you had that car. Do you know anything about it? And I was like, nope. I'm busy working, man. I owe my mom 40 grand for child support. Yeah. Wait, is this, is this a cold case? Because this is a show. I think my dad died. You don't know if he died? I don't. Shut the fuck up. Who <laughs> <laughs> gives a shit? Some people are like, no, this is the saddest. Talk about cocaine. <laughs> I don't know. I just know that people would ask my sister and I all the time, like, where's your dad? And we're like, maybe Las Vegas. And it got all weird all the time. So one day, uh, we were just hanging out over lunch, and we're like, let's just pinky swear. From now on, he's dead. It's so much easier. Because no one ever asks a follow-up question about death. But if he's in Vegas, people want to know some shit. What's he doing out there? I don't fucking know. Opening for Carrot Top. Boom. <laughs> You'll get no follow-up questions to that, too. I thought that was really funny. 
A lot of CT fans in the house. What are you, too Lutheran for that one? <laughs> what do I say? Yeah, you did it. You did it. Hey, man, that's my bit. <laughs> At least wait till I'm gone to take my shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that is wild. Well, then your mom was awesome. She was great. My mom worked three jobs to... Uh, just kidding. <laughs> she, dated, she dated one time a Bosnian guy who was around my age. <laughs> and one day he ate my food like we, at her house. And I, I bought some ham. And, um, you bought some ham? Yeah, man, I bought some ham. And the I was like, saddest food to have disappear. Put, and we who put... ate my ham? <laughs> was it that young Bosnian? <laughs> Yes, I ate your ham <laughs> and your mother. Oh. Easy, fella. Easy now. So, <laughs> and your mother. <laughs> Both were wet. Ham is always wet. It's a wet meat. It's a wet meat. It's a wet and shiny meat. Wow. So is ham. I thought you were going to go salty. Salty. I thought you were going to go salty. <laughs> this Both also unclean to Jewish people as well. <laughs> from what I heard. You take that back. That's my <laughs> fucking mother. <laughs> right. Some people... You're uh, still in second grade. <laughs> <laughs> Some really strict Jews have a separate kitchen for your mom's pussy. <laughs> Is the, we're, we're really riffing. We're riffing bits. We're riffing bits. So please hey, go on. You're, my fucking dad's dead. Okay? Yeah, yeah our parents are still married and love each other. God. I doubt it, but they're Christians, so they make it work. They have to. They'd hate to not die and get to high-five the Lord. We did it. <laughs> we said till death do us part. Now get me the fuck away from him. <laughs> can we swear on here? I should have asked. Of course. Okay. All right. I didn't know. Of course you can. All right. At a certain point, isn't it worse when your parents are together? Like it's like people are like, my parents are still together fifty years. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so it's sorry. weird. Yeah. So they're just not happy. Nah, that, you know, they, everybody just surrenders. That's what I... The su- secret to a successful long marriage is just like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> he likes Cool Whip out of the can. I can't change him. One and a half lines of Coke. <laughs> and then you're fine. <laughs> Thanks, Isaac. <laughs> loves ham, loves pussy. <laughs> so your, your mom was dating a young man. A Bosnian guy. And he ate your food. He ate my food, and I confronted him about it. And, uh, you didn't want to just let the ham go? Nope. <laughs> you said, I'm going to dig my heels in and face this stranger over the ham. Here's what I thought. I thought, I was mowing the lawn at this place. Don't touch my fucking ham. <laughs> Until you start doing yard work, you don't get to just eat random shit in this house. That is hilarious. I'm aggressive. <laughs> you want to rake up some shit, maybe you get half a piece of ham. But for a full ham, you mow. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So uh, he's talking shit to me, and I'm talking shit to him, and I call him outside. He's maybe three years older than me, and I call him outside, and I'm just making fun of him for having sex with a mom, and I'm 
he's so close to my age, you know, just gross. You're using your own mom as the bit, like, yeah. you're gross, you fuck moms. <laughs> my mom, specifically, that's where I came from. I've been in there too, pal. <laughs> I was there first, baby. And I'm way bigger. <laughs> I did a lot more damage. Look at his head. I'm a comedian. All comedians have huge heads. Seven and five is fitted hat. Is that right? I don't know mine. Seven and one. Go socks. Okay, go socks. I love how you got close to this area of the country. You just oh, I'm in the Red Sox. Oh, okay. I didn't even get close. Go Cubbies. No. Fuck the Cubs. No. No. None of them know or care about you. I just don't... My dad gets so passionate about the Red Sox, he has more framed pictures of Ted Williams in my house than me. And I'm like, he doesn't love you, Dad. Yeah. He doesn't know you. So you're one of those people, you don't like sports as a backlash. Yes, that's completely correct. Yeah. Because it represents something that I didn't have in common. See, this is my dad's sob story. Your father loved Ted Williams more than you, and that makes you angry. Yes. We'll be right back. I love that I followed your dad stealing a rental car with my dad root, root, rooted for the home team. Where do I think I am? Well, right my now? dad really did never come back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I get the feeling you cared, though. What's that? I get the feeling you cared. Yeah, it was a really fucking bummer. <laughs> He never ate my ham, but other than that. So you go up to old Ham Stealer. Ham Stealer, the Bosnian. And I'm just like, all right, let's do it. Let's see who the man of the house is. And I called him outside. We went to the front yard. And then I can see my mom panicking because she's, tr- she's upstairs in her room trying to open her bedroom window. But it was my job to take the storm windows off and put the screens on, and that shit never happened. I was busy mowing the lawn and eating ham. All of this sounds like sex. You, she's upstairs trying to open the window, if you know what I mean. But I didn't put my screen door on because it feels better without it. <laughs> so you're mowing. She fi- no, we're about to fight. Oh, right. And she finally opens the window and yells, He was shot in the war! And I go, What? And this dude pulls his shirt up and he has three bullet holes in his torso and just points to him. And I was like, cool, man. I'll go get some more ham. Whatever. I'm not going to fight someone who's been just like the fucking 50 cent of my life. Just this Bosnian dude who comes over, fucks old ladies, and has been shot in the body. Three times. And lived. So 50 cent, Curtis Jackson is listening. He's welcome to your ham. Absolutely. Is your mom dating anyone now? She's not. Cool. She's not. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I mean, Very if interesting. It, if you're into it. Details. <laughs> oh, I forgot I had to host the show. So you fit that sort of uh, category. We, ca- we talk about that on the podcast a lot. You had a very uh, loving mother, or at least a yeah, loving mother, and true. then the dad that takes off. A lot of creative people have that combination. And I do want to say that... What are we, we doing here? 
I just want you to know you're not alone, and it's it's not your fault, Will. R.I.P. R.I.P. Will Hunting, the character died. No, but the guy saying that to him did. Oh, Sean McGuire. Bow down to a man that could pull the name of the doctor that Robin Williams played. That was so fucking impressive. I wasn't even sure I was right, but I'm sure now. That was so lasers in the jungle, I can't even tell you. I can tell you what the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel smells like. And what your mother's ham tastes like. Right, thank you. I was going, you saw it in my eyes, didn't you? I kind of, I, I had a, I fucking put a comma. Yeah. Gave you the eyes. I saw it. And you took it. That's improv training. Yeah. That's yes, it. That's and. Your, yes, yes, ham. Yes. <laughs> yes, ham. <laughs> uh, I wanted to say though, Chad, I saw you. I met you at Conan. I just happened to be there that day. Yep, I remember. I re, <clears throat> excuse me. I rewatched your Conan set today, but I immediately remembered you. I just didn't recognize your name. It's the most perfect Conan set I've ever seen. I remember watching oh, that thanks. on the floor. I couldn't believe it. And there was something you did. It wasn't just wall to wall funny in this way that like I really admire. Really strong, clear perspective. Perfect jokes. Shh. I'm listening to this. I'm taking it in. Just, you know, I'm, I'm like, a, like I'm a personality, so a lot sure. of my jokes are like silly sounds and faces. So when I watch like a true, like building a beautiful pair of wooden clogs, you know what I mean? Of all things? Yeah. <laughs> Putting a ship in a bottle? Oh, I Here. wish I was in a Mexican whorehouse right now. <laughs> Here's, here's what I wanted to ask you about your Conan set, and people listening to this should watch it, uh, is you riffed, you had a bit about being on Conan. It came up two or three times. You were doing it like it were a club. Do you remember? Yeah. Like you had a riff about who the guest was. You had a riff about how backstage a union guy tells you to come out. But there were like applause break jokes. Yeah, I did, because I did a bit about my... Um my wife saying to me, what would you ever do without me? Yes. And I'm like, I'm a fucking grown-up? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just keep on keeping on. <laughs> and so I, I go, uh, I'm on the road, and I, I go, you guys heard uh, something like, Conan said my name, and I came out here all by myself. But then, in that moment, I was like, that's not true, because there's a guy behind the curtain that holds your elbow until you're supposed to go out and I felt shitty about lying because then I felt that guy was going to be like, my job is insignificant. <laughs> and so I'm having this dilemma while I'm on TV and I'm like, yeah, no, there's a fucking guy back there that does it for you. And he put a star right here and then um, something about... Uh, and then he said, so Mark really... The, was the, the guest. But the punchline that you riffed then, even more impressive, I thought you were just rephrasing something you had done before. You said, so really the question is, what would I do without that guy? Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it got applause, you fucking asshole. <laughs> You don't even remember saying it. You're just such a craftsman. You're just like, ah, no big deal. Well, I passed fourth grade math, so. <laughs> oh, shut up with your owing. You dragged, you dragged eyes. I was trying to, th- I was churning on that. Like, how's that a burn to me? How's that a burn to me? Oh, no, he's shitting on Isaac for no reason. <laughs> if I was going to burn you, I'd just go, uh, eight times six. <laughs> 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 My kind, kind mother played dumb. She was like, I know he doesn't know it. What's going on? My little chubby boy's bad at math. Yeah, yeah. 
Maybe uh, instead of multiplication, we should work on subtraction. A few less cupcakes, Mom. <laughs> Bill Burr has that great bit about fat kids, and he's like, it's the parents. The kids don't have money. <laughs> so fucking funny. I instinctually... What, Jesus Christ, I'm not a good person. I want you to know, my daughter just sold bracelets to raise money to get a uh, service animal for the cancer center where I live. So a surface animal? Service. Oh, I thought you meant non-bird. Surface. <laughs> they don't go underwater, nor do they go in the air. Guess what animal it is? Surface animal? You're right! <laughs> I probably did say surface. No, it's just the mics. Okay. Yeah, service animal. So uh, my debt to karma has been wiped out. Uh, by her. My daughter's a very good person. And now because of her, I'm even. But I was at a Dairy Queen one time, and this little chubby kid who was already wearing football jerseys. You know how, like, real fat guys can only wear football jerseys? Or Hawaiian shirts? You're either in fantastic shape or terrible shape. Yeah, it's just, you can get mad at me if you want, but it's a fact. (laughs) If you see a really fat guy, it's either football jersey, Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. We're in Wisconsin. Stop teasing. But I this this little We're in Wisconsin. This, stop teasing. This, so this fat kid in a football jersey turns around with the biggest ice cream cone I've ever seen, and I just fucking housed it right out of his hands, just poof, right on the ground. And he was like, "What?" And I'm like, "Dude, no." So you know what I did? I gave him $2 and bought him a small ice cream cone. And everybody was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just like, you ever, have you seen a really fat kid with the wrong food? And you're like, come on, forever? You're just going to be like this forever? You don't want to make any changes. You're doing this joke in Madison. And you are not flinching. I'm, I'm watching you drive on the wrong side of the highway and you're just like, yeah! <laughs> you are my comedy hero. I can't believe it. I've quoted it a million times. I'll never know who it was. I saw an open micer. He doesn't do comedy anymore. Has the best fat kid joke ever. He goes, you ever see a kid so fat he looks like he has a job? That is... <laughs> That is the funniest joke. He's got like the gold retirement watch cutting a steak. <laughs> oh, it was hell at the playground today. More like work ground. <laughs> that part was me, but that kid had the first part. Where did we leave you? Oh, yeah, yeah. your perfect Conan say You also had the, the riff. Mark Wahlberg, who is scary. He was the guest. Was the guest. I My, saw him backstage. And he went, yeah, what's going on? Yeah. My, <laughs> So my friend uh, is a co-host on Professor Blastoff. Uh-huh. Uh, David Huntsberger is his name. And his, uh, oh, little love for David. Um, he, uh, his girlfriend came with me to Conan, and she was like, I want to meet Mark Wahlberg. And I go, I don't know if you can meet him, but if you stand right here, he's going to run into you. <laughs> because that's what I did for the uh, Hispanic lady from um, uh, Modern, Modern Family. Family. Yeah, she, I don't know what her name is, but... Yep, I just, I just said, I just want to run into her. And so they told me to stand right there, and she walked right by me and just all over it. All over it. So I told, so... Wait, what do you, what? So she was just, 
Now, what do you mean by that? Like she bumped into Yeah, because so there's Did you a, have Frodo's cape on? Why? No, there's a... Because there's a... There's a service table with, like, cupcakes, and then there's a couch that are too close together. So if you're standing in between them but look like you're out of the way, it's deceiving, and they have to just rub their tits, like, all over you as they walk back. So that's what happened. So I told her to stand right there. You got a back titty massage from the woman from my While eating a cupcake? I got a front titty massage. That's tit on tit crime. Because <laughs> I got some boobs in my darn soul. And did she say something in that adorable accent? Like, didn't even look at me. No? No, it was kind of like, remember this. But then, you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know what's happening, but I'm not going to acknowledge it. So I told Dave's girlfriend to stand there, and she did, and Wahlberg bumps into her, and she ran over, and she goes, thank you. <laughs> so great. Something was transforming downstairs for her. <laughs> That's, my, that's the only thing I can do. Her bumblebee turned into a puddle of moisture. <laughs> would have been better if it were a dude that was gay for Mark. Because then it could have been a boner. It would have been better if we weren't in Madison and people would have laughed. <laughs> you better blow out those candles. Fucking cold is coming. You're going to need that heat, you brats. Look at you. Oh, this is sassy. I am in sheer awe of your abilities. His sweater's got a buffalo. He's stupid. <laughs> I would pay money to watch you do comedy. That's I the would. highest compliment I can give. Your comedy is so fearless, I just see you jumping off of a hot air balloon with a knife in your teeth because a seal is getting attacked. You're like, not on my watch! Well, I can tell you who wouldn't pay to see me do comedy. It's these people, because there's always 12 people when I come to this fucking town. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Look at you guys take it so seriously. Wait a minute. I've seen you. Will you clap for Chad, everybody? Clap for Chad. Who's going to stay? Chad Daniels. I thought, isn't there a famous like a producer, Chad Daniels? I don't know. I didn't want to get it wrong. It is Chad Daniels. Chad Daniels. Yeah. yeah. I thought he created... No, that's Greg Daniels. I was going to say. King of the Hill. Yeah, there's another Chad Daniels that owes my mom $40,000. Ponza! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Would you bring up the last uh, guest? I will absolutely. Uh, I have known this guy forever and ever, and uh, he is an absolute Madison legend. Uh, he's one of my best friends in and out of comedy. Everybody, Kevin Bozeman. Kevin Bozeman, everybody. You can stay there if you want. We hug, we hug. How are you doing, man? You can sit here. That one on the, on the ground that I, is just fucking on the ground. I'm it's so that. fun being in the back, drinking, listening to white guy problems. It's amazing. <laughs> It's amazing. Oh, I did so much cocaine, white dude. I had a father, and he just wasn't around. Oh, really, motherfucker? I don't know who mine was. That's not real. You, your dad showed up, at least. Fucking white guy problems. Yeah, but your mom co-signed a loan for your car. You're goddamn right she did. Thank you. She was my mom and my dad. So I'm just saying, like, I'm, at first I was laughing, and then I got angry. Everybody's like, oh, what a sad story. That ain't fucking sad. It's not a sad story at all. That's white guy problems. 
This is easily the most aggressive I've ever seen you. Can I pull that sweater off? No. Oh, no, please. I have to wear Come matching on, Nikes could. with my shirt for you guys to accept me. We're not going to take him serious. He better be wearing Jordans. He better be wearing Jordans. Is that, that is that true. Like... That is true, to be fair. I've seen him in boat shoes, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. Right now. Oh, it's so... Absolutely not. It's so weird. I started out laughing, now I'm angry. You guys are like, oh, let's group hug it out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where did you get that money for cocaine? Where did you get that? No one talks about that. I had a lot of money because I'm white. (laughs) It was stashed in your first diaper. Here's your gold coin for being born. And you, here's your prison number. I'm angry. I'm generally angry. I, don't, I didn't expect to be angry on your show. I apologize. I've never been this, this, is, this is amazingly, this is amazingly, this is the whitest I've ever been in a comp situation. Like, I didn't think I, like, I'm always around white people and I'm generally comfortable, but this is uncomfortably white for me. <laughs> Quick, like, somebody scream out nigger. I'll feel better. I can't. There's one guy in the back. <laughs> said it was okay. I've been looking for this all show. Fantasy checklist. There is the guy that gets a little too excited when it's coming up in the song and he's like, I'm going for it. I'm going, yeah, right, right. And they look you in the eye like, yeah, motherfucker. You can't do nothing about us in the song. I just want everybody to know I felt pretty bad watching 12 Years a Slave. I didn't. I got so much free shit. At the Django in 12 Years a Slave, everybody was buying me drinks. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I went to Canada to watch both of those. It's so much more comfortable in Canada watching those movies. <laughs> Until that black re- reporter from Alaska fucking blew that shit. And he got fired, and everybody's like, see, we told you. We told you. Have you seen that clip? No, what now? This woman knew she was going to get fired, and she was doing a bit about yeah. weed in Alaska, and she goes, you know what? Fuck it. I quit live and just walks off and everybody was like that's so that's so great and so brave I disagree because if you're a black chick and you're the news reporter in Alaska somebody vouched for you to get that job <laughs> right Some, somebody put in a good word you just With fucked the, up that right? guy's reputation somebody was like what do you think she's gonna do Frank you think she's gonna be like I love weed and go fuck it I quit what do you think what do you think Frank no no we're good hire. <laughs> so ridiculous. You ruined that guy's reputation. <laughs> I have another hire for you. Really, another you know, uh, fuck yeah, this, yeah, I another quit. fuck you. I quit marijuana smoking. <laughs> yeah. Have you uh, done cocaine? No. I've never. Look, I I've never done cocaine. I uh, I smoke weed. I didn't start drinking until. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, look at him. Just take it in. I was in Appleton, Wisconsin. No. Why? Stop it. Stop it right now. That's pointless. That's pointless. So, we're drinking, and I I can put him back if I want to. And he comes up, and he goes, uh, hey, do you guys have any Bartles and James wine coolers? So, he was eating. He was eating. He was drinking Bartles and James and cider. That was the only thing he would drink, cider beer. And now... Woodchucks, my man. Woodchucks is a quality. At the time. 
And now he's about 12 whiskeys deep. I, look, when Did you he... go and you travel the country and bars are at your disposal, you build up, you build up a tolerance. That's but I've never, I've never done drugs, but like, I, I, I put them down. <laughs> For a while, like before Obamacare, like this was... This was, was your... my hope and change. <laughs> this was... This was... You drink it and you hope things change. That's right, right. Optimism was my fucking HMO. What's Obamacare? You fucking. It's douche. a website. You douchebag. Well, you, Isaac and I were no, it's not familiar with Obamacare. We just get free health care. You do. That's... It just comes our way somehow. And I've never Sometimes asked. packets of cocaine. He had to do a lot to get that cocaine. He, had to, he made out, and then he had to go to a whorehouse and war it. Right. Now, did we ask him to define made out? <laughs> I would like to. Because I can tell you, you don't go to a whorehouse and just get cocaine. I can tell you that right now. Like, is this a cocaine house? Oh, it isn't? No, we were at a strip club. Then we went to the whorehouse. And no, there, was, there, were no, there was no making out in the whorehouse. Just at the strip club. Not an animal. <laughs> you went straight to fucking? <laughs> I've never fucked a stripper. You seem really defensive right now. No, my bad. I just... No, I was trying to, like, come up no, with shit. No, I understand. It I'm did... trying to come up with shit. I've never, I've never fucked a stripper. It did sound like you were coming back in an argument you were having in your head. <laughs> no. Tell them about cinnamon. Tell them. I fucked a stripper, but, like, I didn't pay for it. Like, like I gamed her. Like, I gamed her. Like, I fucked a stripper, and she wasn't stripping. I made her feel good about herself. <laughs> And you made a stripper feel good about herself? <laughs> I got game, Wayne. You put these in me, I'll, I'll close. I'll close. Like, I couldn't even fathom raping a girl. With this smile and my finger game, I'm always closing. I'm always closing. It is. I can fuck all of you right you now. Think... <laughs> You've changed. <laughs> You've changed. Since the Bartles and James days? <laughs> See? Golden wine cooler. I just have to address that. You think rapists are like, well, I tried the smile and the finger game. It's not working, so I'm going to do a horrendous act. I'm lonely. Smile, finger game, choke. Oh, Jesus. That's, that's not my... That's... I've seen that SVU episode. <laughs> Where she's like, what happened? I don't know. I was just in an alley, and then I heard someone yelling, You didn't like my finger game! <laughs> I it's remember, important. because I, I was raised in church, I, I, uh, you're just told things, and you, as a kid, you just go, well, it must be true. I remember people in church saying, like, the reason that people are gay is because gay guys are there because they couldn't get girls. <laughs> oh, I remember stuff like that. Yeah, they didn't say they that. They actually my... said that as kids. We went, well, all right, I guess that's how it goes. Right. <laughs> I can bring finger game and church together. <laughs> Since I'm sitting in the middle, why wouldn't I? Uh, you're forecasting the bit you're about to do? I'm not even, it's not even a bit. It's just a story. The oh, story it's a story. It's a story. There's, I'm guessing a lot of Lutherans in here, so... Uh, you church lock-ins? Yeah, right? Where they would have two chaperones, um, 50 uh, kids going through puberty... And then a bunch of doors that would lock and enter into rooms that had lights that you could turn off. 
Some of them, Isaac, were busty teens. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're talking. (laughs) So uh, I'm in Austin. I'm sitting on the curb outside the hotel, and this guy comes up to me, and he goes, do you know where you're going after you die? And I'm like, nope, what is this about? And he goes, has church ever done anything for you? And I go, first time I fingered a girl was in church. And see what I'm saying? That's important. That's Big important. Time. When you, your finger game lets a woman know that you care. You're attentive. I thought it was a card. No, it's not a card. Is finger it? game? It's see, no. I blackened the show up as much as I could. No one, there was no chance of that coming out in this show if I didn't get here. I was going to ask Isaac about his finger game. Right? It's lousy. Oh. Ooh, got your nose. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, coochie, coochie. Lousy finger game. You want some cocaine? Oh, God in heaven. You're still, you're, now you're, you have intercourse? I thought fingering was something you did when you don't. Like I'm not gonna, you're not going to talk to me that way. You're going to talk to me like we're two dudes and these are just people just background okay. noise. You straight up fuck. <laughs> Boy, that sounded natural. <laughs> so straight Kevin, fuck, homie. Straight fuck, homie. Not like, not, I'm just saying, not like everywhere. I'm just no, saying. No, I like, didn't. I wasn't saying that. I, I just know you like to get it wet. <laughs> but... Is fingering still something in the on it the menu? It should be. It should be. You think so? It should be. Like now, it's just like a couple of compliments and a drink. But it's like finger game should be. It still should be huge. It should be more important in long term relationships than short term relationships. Like you should, you should spend more time on a girl and a guy that you're with for a while. You should do the shit that you used to do to get you into the game. Is what I think. You think we should go back to like dry humping and fingering? <laughs> yes. Yes, you should make each other want each other so fucking bad. That's how you... You that's think how I you... should take my girlfriend and go to the basement of my parents' house and put her on my thigh? <laughs> Once again, you're saying parents as in two, and that's not really my strong suit. So... I can't answer that. Oh, man. <laughs> there's, a yes. type, there's a type of laugh yes. that only you get that you've been getting, which is like everyone's laughing and also feeling an ache <laughs> for like race Ooh. problems, socioeconomic problems. Did you have to share a bedroom with your half-brothers and sisters? I... <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. Says... Shut up! All of you. Says the fucking dad who starred in Talladega Nights with fucking Will Ferrell. <laughs> Did you ride with a tiger, motherfucker? I was picturing him. Right? That's what I... You gotta ride. We got the ways we're going to Applebee's. You gotta go fast, Bobby. <laughs> In the rental car, go fast. If you're not first at Enterprise, you're yes. last. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> they are. They're not halves. No. I know. I was kidding. No, it's uh, no, it's, oh, it's good. Well, time flies. We're getting lit. Oh fuck! They've been letting us for a while. We got to be done now. Ten minutes. Five minutes. What does that mean? Five ten. Forty. Was was that the club owner? <laughs> I don't 
think so. I heard you say 40. 40, no. Uh, I think we have five minutes. Shit, Kev, I'm sorry. No, that's good. I'm good. I, I, I'd rather go short than long. <laughs> Leave oh, wanting more. Yeah, Leave yeah, yeah, wanting yeah. more. Hey, so real quick. Yeah, you, guys, you got five me, minutes. Me and uh, me, Chad, and then a couple other guys, Hannibal Barras, Roy Wood Jr., and Mike Leibowitz from Chicago are doing my Thanksgiving show. I do it every year. It's my 10th anniversary. It's at the Orpheum on Thanksgiving Eve, so come and check us out today. Hey, all right. That's good. That's good. Uh, let's just do what happens when you die. What happens when I die? When you die, when everybody dies. I mean, whatever, however you live your life, it's, it's going to be how you live in, in your afterlife, right? You think so? Well, I think so. I think if you're a bad person here, you're, it's not going to be good. <laughs> you know, you just, you just had it bad, and you, you know, I forgive you. It's, you got to live somewhat of a good life. Okay, okay. Not like it. You don't have to be like Gandhi. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like that you're going back. You're like, well, I did finger all those girls. <laughs> no. Because I think... I think about those shitty tips I gave, and I'm like, uh. no, like that's a that was, weird, that's a weird question. Where you go when you die? I don't. Know. It's a weird question. I live, I live for the now. I live for the moment. Live in the moment. I love it. I live in the moment. How about the hardest time you've ever laughed? Can you remember? It's always when I inappropriate when I shouldn't laugh. That's the perfect laugh. Like, a church it's, laugh. It's when like uh, a buddy of mine got got caught. His wife was—he was cheating on his wife, and and we were all playing cards. And she busted in and just fucking was reaming him. You fucking this guy! We supposed to have a relationship? And he made eye contact with me, and I almost lost it. <laughs> this, is, this is this is the best thing ever. I, I can't I can't even fathom how amazing this is. It was. It was great. I've had the same thing happen when a waiter sang the specials and we make eye contact. Right, right, right. Like, fucking, you're a loser, right? You, you, this is not where you saw your life. Did you? Right, right. That is one of yeah. the best answers I've ever heard. Yeah, man. Time for Kevin Bozeman, everybody. Chad Daniels, Isaac Whitty. Let's, uh, hold on one second. Let's do the Keep It Crispies. Would you say Keep It Crispy? Keep It Crispy. Chad? Keep It Crispy. Keep It Crispy, motherfuckers! One, two, three. Thank you so much, Madison. What a great show. Good night. We'll see you next time. Now leaving Nerdist.com.